welcome to the Morphin Grid. I am Josh. I'm Jake. And today we are watching episode 194, Power Rangers Zeo. Episode 39, the ranger that came in from the gold. The ranger who came in from the gold. The ranger whom. It aired October 31st, 1996. Very spoopy. It was written by Mark Hoffmeyer. And, this is a Halloween episode? Uh, you guess. Uh, directed by Douglas Sloan. Huh. I assume spoops will spoops will be had by all. Crepes will be spooped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're new here, what we do is we pause the recording. We go watch an episode of Power Rangers, then we come back and we talk about it. And you can follow along if you got Netflix or the DVDs, and you should because it has been pretty great. Last episode with standing because that one was bad. Yep, Laura Vorick is not good. Hopefully, this one will be better. Lauren Oric. Lauren Lauren Oric, <laughs> not a great Power Ranger. No. <laughs> We're going to go watch it now because it's Morphin' Time! We just watched the ranger what came in from the gold, and it was not a Halloween episode. Not, no. I mean, there were costumes, but... Yeah, but not in Halloween. Not though. a Halloween costume. And, and there was nothing real spoopy. No. Unless you're afraid of dog statues, which I could see that with this one. This particular one, yeah. Morphingrid.tumblr.com is our website. You can email us at littleidiots.morphingrid at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at Morphingrid. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the Morphingrid. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play Podcast Music. And if you want to leave us a rating review in the first two of those, we would thank you. That's it. We just thank you. We would read it on the air, too. We also read it on the air. And like we just like genuinely love it. Like, But I don't want to oversell it. I, right. feel, like, I feel like I oversell <laughs> it. I'm going to pull it back. I'm going to pull it back. Finally, we're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Josh. If you are feeling generous and you have the means to do so, please consider going over to patreon.com slash Josh. like I said one second ago and then forgot about, and uh, kick a couple bucks our way. And in return, you get some cool stuff. You get uh, early episodes, you get exclusive morphonometaries, which I still need to, I still need to finish editing the, uh, the latest one. That's my bad. That's on me. I'm accidentally half on real vacation mode and not just Jake vacation mode. I forgot we did that one. So, well, I don't know if I remember what it is. It was Green with Evil Part 1. Okay. Reversion. I didn't know if maybe we did Part 2 and I totally forgot. No, not yet. Okay. So, yeah, consider doing that. Please and thank you. We have a couple emails. I'm going to go through them real quick. So, we got uh, we got one from Sky, from our buddy Sky, uh, who said there's no subject, no time for a subject in this one, because it was in re- in response to the emergency broadcast that we had to do. So. Okay. Very urgent. Urgent, yes. He says, I missed the cutoff the other day to complain about the suits, but there are some parts I'd like to make, or some points I'd like to make. I love that for the most part, they have the same uniform. The girls often have skirts, but ultimately, it's the same suit. Boob boob armor and heels. The stupid effing cups aren't even connected to a plate, so one solid kick is hole punch these girls. (laughs) Listening to your emergency broadcast, something occurred to me. If you guys do, in fact, have the gift slash curse of prophecy, then maybe a few other things are true. You kept saying how Jason looks like Lord Zed. What if these are seeds for a sequel where Zordon and Zed are brothers, and Zed helped him build the suits, and that's why they look like him? All the headcanon stuff you said becomes real. What's his, uh, what's his name, Israelite, listens to your podcast? His name is Dean. 
<laughs> just a thought. XOXO Sky. Um, thank you, Sky. Yeah, it's a. Uh, oh God, did Dean listen to the podcast? Decided he did not like us. So now every bad oh, idea God. we have, he oh, makes. Oh no! Oh man, <laughs> Dino. Sorry about it. I didn't mean to, make, to upset you. Thanks for not leaving a one-star rating. <laughs> <laughs> he did it on Pokemon, so he, he wouldn't think it was him. So wouldn't think it was him. Yeah, I mean, what have we, we can't say anything new about the suits. Um, no. We, well, we can't. But you know who can? Public frenemy number one. Corbin, my man. Corbin, my man. Again, the title is Devil's Advocate, colon, Power Rangers, comma, movie. <laughs> hey, twerps. First off, love the emergency reaction. I... I'm not a twerp. I'm not a twerp. I <laughs> uh, love the reaction to the movie Ranger costumes. Secondly, here's an onset photo that I don't think you guys talked about yet with Elizabeth Banks as weird goth Rita, complete with a string t-shirt and no bra. Have you seen this costume? I have seen it. We did not talk about Coachella Rita, did we? Uh, no, we did not. I called her Burning Man Rita uh, on <laughs> I Twitter. I saw something on Reddit that just said, goes to Coachella once, and then it was yeah. the picture of Rita. Um, yeah, I, I immediately made a... Like, just got back from Burning Man joke, and then, like, I, I'm pretty sure that I got it in first. I'm not going to call it. I'm not going to be snippy if I didn't, but I'm pretty sure I got it in first. So here's me being devil's advocate for the movie. This is a very public friend of me, number one thing to do. Okay. Headline, Rita's costumes. It looks like Rita has escaped from either a moon jail or a space dumpster crashing on Earth situation. Her clothes are clearly more witch from Charmed than Wicked Witch of the West. That's Can I? Really true. Before you move forward, I want to clear one thing up. Okay. This movie is way too cool to yes. have a space dumpster. Yeah. I think it's too cool for a moon jail. I don't know what. Yeah, it... she'll be in like a containment pod. She's, breached, she's breached the space time containment pod. Warning, that warning. That doesn't even sound cool enough for this movie. No, I don't, I don't... I'm not cool enough to know what it would be. I don't, I don't know what it would be. <laughs> I think this is a lot better than the iconic cone breasts. Hopefully they stick with the shrill Wicked Witch voice as opposed to going deep and seductive. I also hope they don't go, like, sexy with it. This movie's going to get a little sexy. <laughs> uh, in response to your theory that they won't be having Finster create the monsters, I think the ensemble evil cast is going to take a hit. Uh, but you might summon a couple as glorified putties. I like that idea. I like that there's a squat putty and a baboo putty. Yeah. Um, I just... I. I want Finster to help in some way, but I don't think she's going to have any monsters. It doesn't seem that way, but we only have a handful of pictures. and Goldar's just going to be an evil Zord. Well, see, I might be into that. <laughs> As an adaptation, that's not bad. Let's see how it's handled. Now uh, that you've said it, it is true. It is, so. I have spoken into existence. <laughs> words, are, words are things. Uh, clearly, they are making her more combative in this adaptation as the onset shots have her in combat armor. Uh, less backseat villain, more frontline combatant. Honestly, it seems like an upgrade to me from her annoying version. Yes and no. If it's handled well, I will agree with that. But I still think she should be more of a field leader than a combatant. Like, that's just how yeah. Rita is to me. She's the boss. She's in charge. You know, not necessarily like I'm the one doing the damage. But again, nothing we can do about it. Right. I don't think Squad Babu will be in the movie. They'll probably... Uh, give a uh, quote badass adaptation of Goldar as oh sorry a badass adaptation of Goldar as a quote legendary monster. Uh, the Rita plans to summon to take over the world. This is based on a rumor in the early draft of the script that Scorpina that had Scorpina resurrect Goldar. The green costume is most likely going to be some type of battle armor created from the green dragon sword powers. Considering how her first costume is more witchy, this might lead to a tease where either Rita or Zed takes the power and turns into a Green Ranger coin as a setup for a sequel. I. 
at this point, I genuinely have no idea. I genuinely I don't, don't know what they're because there were six pedestals. None of them were green. No, one of them was like silver. Unless one of them was green, and she took the green out of it, and it was just silver left. No, I would be into that. <laughs> If you defeat the Power Ranger by taking away their color, they did an episode like that. They did. But they have to do it that Black is the only one yes. who can keep fighting. <laughs> A- absolutely. Ranger costumes. These don't seem any poorer than the original movie costumes to me. Corbin, my man, I got to disagree with you on that point. Dino Charge had been using helmet shots of the Ranger, so embracing the Iron Man is not a bad move in my opinion. Uh, the Ranger costumes have always been compared to armor as opposed to costumes, barring those hilarious scenes in RPM. It's not spandex. I don't know what that means. I'm excited to get there, though. Uh, so going the more mechanical route is a lot better than going spandex. I agree with that. I think they went a little weird with it. I think. Yeah, I want weird things out of a Power Ranger, a Power Ranger costume. So like, I'm not the I'm not the bar. I I understand. Right. That. Uh, I want more just like I don't want to say padded clothes, but like I want it more fabricy, but like heavily padded. Yeah. Like Kevlar. Yeah. Like kind like of stuff. Kevlar or like the original movie suits were armor, but they weren't bulky armor yeah they seemed like i don't love those suits either i love them i can't help them. i love every single thing about that movie like yeah i know to a fault so <laughs> i'm not the bar on that but um the only issues i have are the helmets looking a little bit too long specifically the red rangers i totally agree that he had a long head it's a long headed with a weird jaw and the female armor suits though i have to say one of my female friends said they were female empowering so who am i to judge uh, I still wanted the Yellow Rangers costume to be a bit more masculine as a callback to Zhu Ranger. That would have been neat. But if you've seen Becky G, she's like this cute little girl, you know. So yeah. definitely not passing for a Trini, uh, like a like a show Trini. Right. Where like you could be like, yeah, Trini's Trini's so like tough. Knowing what I know of Becky G, which is literally a five minute scroll through her Twitter. Yeah. This Trini is gonna be a street tough. She's gonna be a, she's gonna be a street tough. She's gonna be a street tough. We'll see. Uh, in general, about all caps badass adaptations this movie is probably going to fall into the ratchet and clank slash tmnt category of movies 20 percent critics rating with a 50 percent viewer score on rotten tomatoes as they banked on nostalgia filling seats uh the real test will be if they are the only interesting movie coming out that weekend if no other movie is going against them they might be able to make their budget back uh incidentally i tried to see ratchet and clank opening weekend and all the theaters near me decided not to run it and said they should they use the theater for another showing of captain america um, was Ratchet and Clank bad? I don't know. I hope not. Cause I thought I, I heard that it was good. Maybe just not a lot of people clamoring to see it, I, I guess. I guess. Well, I mean, apparently they're just like... They it just came gave out, the theater away. Well, I mean, it came out the same day Civil War did. Like, everyone's going to see that. Right. You know, like, Batman and Superman was supposed to come out the same day, and they were like, oh, Marvel will budge. Marvel's like, no, we're not. And ba- Batman and Superman's like, you called our bluff. We're going to go We're gonna go back to March. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to March. Yeah, why would Marvel budge? Right. That would be like TNA going up against the WWE saying they'll back down. Yeah, exactly. Ain't gonna happen. That's, that's not how that works. Like A-Rise comeback. <laughs> uh, that being said, I want to see the Vampires remake. You guys remember that show, right? Where no. four teenagers with attitude are transformed into vampire cars and they had to fight an evil van they had to fight evil vampires with help from their mentor, Van Heelsing. <laughs> Check it out. And then there's a link to an intro. And I'm not clicking it. Because we're on the air, but I'm pretty sure that's a Rickroll, because it sounds too weird to be real. Uh, heck, any, I will click it and report back. Uh, any movie based on that would make more money than that TV show. Uh, well, it looks like Public Frenemy one, number one is blasting off again! <laughs> Corbin. 
Thank you, Corbin. Corbin, if you rickroll me, so help me. In the God. year of our Lord, 2016. <laughs> then we got one from James real quick. He said, I just want to let you know that Rita and Zed's plan was basically blow up the machine sky base of Louis Kaboom until Rita lost control of it. That kind of makes sense. It that, does, but he reprogrammed so easily. That yeah, so I mean. Even if they find the remote, it won't matter. Yeah, which that's a thing in this episode. They're trying to find the remote. It's on Earth. The Power Rangers, the Power Rangers have, it. have it on Earth. Um, also, we got two other emails. They're both uh, submissions for the Yellow Zine from Ross Butler. They are as crazy as you expect them to be. Yes. And I, I will check those out. I One of them is like a, a crayon drawing, uh, and it's awesome. The other one is is classic, vintage Ross Butler, <laughs> and it's amazing. Is it going to infect my brain like Pink Rangerton did? I don't think so. Okay, good. Because I'm uh, still thinking about Kim in Japan looking for the Jurenger powers. I can't. It's just the coolest thing. What's Amy Jo Johnson up to? Who did she bring? Guys, can we kickstart this movie? We'll have to film in Japan. She brought. Okay, so Kim went with Trini, Zach, and Billy because Adam and Jason's powers have been shown in episodes since they've disbanded that they still work. Right. So it's Tommy's. Right. So I guess. Or does she take like other people yeah we don't know it's just such a good idea how do you even start looking if i know climb mount fuji first maybe they're up there climb mount jurenja (laughs) (laughs) and at the top there is a cave with some dinosaurs in it (laughs) fight the dinosaurs yep and steal their coins steal their money (laughs) yeah take beat them up take their money take their, their milk money Speaking of milk money, you can still send in drawings of your uh, elementary, middle, or high school lunch tray. Drawing from memory. Hashtag a hot lunch. Hashtag I hot want, lunch. I still need to make mine. I know. In my wildest dreams, we get so many that we can make like a zine out of it. I, I can't even imagine what that would be. It would just be a bunch of pictures of people's like, I think this is what my tray was like. Would you be, you know? Hashtag hot lunch. Yeah. one ninety nine per issue. Yeah. Well, the only issue. Just one issue. <laughs> <laughs> it would be awesome, though. So, you want to talk about... Uh, I do, but now I'm just overcome with this hot lunch zine. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we start off on some ballerinas. Some young children, I love, ballerinas. I, I love this. And just pans across them. It's like, you know, young girl who's kind of taller. Young girl is shorter. Young girl's about the same size as the last one. Jason, young girl. <laughs> Adam in his baggy clothes. Is it, is it like his best... New kids on the block street like, clothes. Like Jason at least tried. He does. He has a black tank. T- he might still just have his street clothes. He's got on a black too. tank top on and like gray sweatpants. Kind of like sweatpants. Yeah, but he's still at least but, tried. <laughs> Adam, Adam just has, showed up. Yeah, he's got like green pants and a green baggy shirt. It's ridiculous for like six people. It's a shirt for six. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's enormous. At one point, he's like balleting around, and it looks like he got lost in his shirt for a second. <laughs> Cat uh, comes in. She's late. She had to talk to the theater department about using some of their props, but they need to use them all so they don't have all the props they need for the ballet they're putting on. What was Cat wearing? She got a pink sweater over a leotard. Does she have her pink skirt on now? No, it's just the sweater. Just okay. At first, I made the joke in my head when she ran in, and, and Adam was like, "Oh, where were you?" She was like, "Oh, I left without my pink shirt on, so I had to I go had back. To run back and get it. I would die of embarrassment, or I would not be able to morph. Who knows?" <laughs> Oh, man, what if that is a thing? I don't know. 
Um, oh, jeez. That's why the Megaforce Rangers never changed. They only had the one article of colored clothing. I think we figured out Megaforce, you guys. Because <laughs> I think we figured out Megaforce. They needed to morph. Um, the, except for Jason. The Super <laughs> Sentai Brothers. Well, this is like a mostly... He's kind of a yeah. Black Ranger. Um, so in the Super Sentai Brothers, and I think in last week's episode... This goes up on Monday, right? Yes. So in last week's episode... They, they talk about how maybe in the universe that, that Jetman takes place in, you just have a color that you wear. Right. Like, you, it's not necessarily like a, a – th- it's just like you are a red shirt person. That would explain Emily. Emily's an orange shirt person. She has to have orange on. Maybe that – and maybe that's how it is in this one too where it's just like you're just born this way. But the Power Rangers change color and they change their wardrobe without a moment's notice. So I don't know. I don't know about that. What if all their clothes just change color when they get new power? Or what if they changed all their it's clothes? All that. You remember Technicolor t-shirts, right? The ones that were warmer, like when you were warm. If you they, touch it a little yeah. bit, like it changes. Like it doesn't drastically change This color. white shirt became a pale orange It now. fades a little. <laughs> yeah. It's like you dump some bleach on it. Or they, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> or they all changed their clothes because they got new uh, colors. And, like, you think, like, someone came up to them and was like, Tommy, you all right? You're wearing a lot of red lately. Everything okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> everything, I've seen you in green and just ev- so long. Everything okay at home? I mean, you went to white. We didn't know what that was about. And now you're all in red. We just, just want to make sure everything's okay. Red's a very angry color. Do you have some pent-up anger that Rocky, you Rocky, you're, you're all of a sudden in blue. You sad? Are you sad? What's that? Adam, you look good. You in look green. good. In green. Green, <laughs> green fits. Green really fits. Uh, so then we cut to... Them practicing because Jason and Adam try to leave, and Cat's like, uh, nah, 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 nah. Yeah, because they need Cat needs more props, so they're yeah. like, Oh, we'll go get them. And she's like, No, you're nope. in this, remember? You you signed up, and I am making you do it. She has them like by the ears almost, and it's like right behind both of their heads, and like just like momming it up. Right. She's <laughs> like, You said you're gonna be in the ballet, and you're gonna be in the ballet, <laughs> and that's that. I don't care if you're in super baggy clothes, Adam, that was your own mistake. <laughs> Get on the beam. <laughs> Get on or railing the beam. Or whatever that is. I have no idea. Uh, so then we kind of like cut till later in time. They're all like practicing. Adam is the goofoest dude there is. He is just like, I can watch this for an hour and a half. For, for this scene, anytime really Adam is dancing, he's the most relatable Power Ranger to me that there is. <laughs> I am 100% Adam dancing. <laughs> just if I could describe myself as a person, it's Adam Park dancing. <laughs> uh, what was the cat wearing part two? She has uh, flip-flops, so now she's got a, her black leotard on, but she has a pink sweater off and a long pink skirt on uh, because she's the leader. She needs to know. <laughs> she needs to let everyone know who's in charge. Right. Cut over to Tanya. She's sorting through some costumes, I think. Yeah, it's a bunch of clothes on like a, a rack, like a Z-rack. Yeah, and uh, that's... No one knows who Z-Rack is, Josh. Unless, Somebody Unless does. you work in retail. Ernie comes up, and she's he's like, hey, you guys uh, doing a ballet, I guess? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we're doing the the Greek story of King Midas, who everything he touched turned into gold, even his food. And Ernie gets this look on his face. It's like, oh, no, the food. Oh, his food. He, he ruined all his food. Why would he ruin all the food? Who would do that? Uh, I I am not super familiar with the story of King Midas. King, is this a voluntary thing, or is it just everything he touches? Well, here's here's how it goes. As a rule, if it's a Greek story, no, it's not voluntary. Or it is, but it doesn't go the way he plans. Okay. So he goes, I love gold. I want all the gold. And somebody, probably... Probably Zeus. He seems I, to hate it, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's Zeus, but it might as well be. Uh, it's probably like Aphrodite. Who knows? But... 
that's uh, the pretty one. That's, right? that's, that's the, the god of the pretty. God, the goddess of pretty. The goddess of love. Yes, the goddess of pretty and love. Uh, whoever it is is like, yeah, sure you go. Here, sure you go. <laughs> sure, hashtag sure you go. Sure you go. Everything you touch turns to gold now. And he goes, oh, thanks. And then he's like, yeah, gold pants, gold couch, gold palace, gold grapes. No, gold apples. No, gold. Well, yeah, he was probably super into it until he got hungry. Yeah, and he started touching things. And at one point he touches like his family. His family turns to gold. Everybody turns to gold. And I don't know what he did. To after that, I don't know how he it died. Ended. I think he probably just touched his own face, and he was like, "No, now me. I'm gold. I'm a gold." But like, technically, he's always touching, right? <laughs> yes and no. I mean, the Greeks weren't super into like molecular stuff, right. I guess. So, um, you can also find out a little bit about King Midas in the Disney straight to video release, Aladdin Three: Prince of Thieves. <laughs> I've not seen Aladdin 3. It's the best, not the first one. It's way better than Return of Jafar. Is is it, I've seen say. Return of Jafar maybe twice. I've seen Aladdin a million times because it's my favorite Disney movie. It's up there for me. I, I have bad taste. We all know that. I think I like Prince of Thieves better. <laughs> okay. Because uh, he's got a hand. There's a hand in a thing. There's a gold. There's a sinking thing. There's a turtle with a thing on his back. It's awesome. <laughs> One of your bullet points is there's a sinking thing? There's a sinking thing, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> I don't want to spoil this movie that came out on videotape in 1998. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll check it out. We cut to the moon. Zeddy gets a flat tire. He's arguing. Everyone's yelling at him. There's a pfft, and then there's a flat tire. He ran over some dead robots. Like rims? It looked To me, it looked like destroyed cog fighters. Okay, maybe. Some sharp. I'm- I'll buy that. Some sharp robot bits just hanging out. And he's like, ah, now I have to fix this flat. Guys, both of you have space you're magic. Both, you're both space Why magic. are you driving around in this analog RV? He hates this RV. He's like, what do you expect for something made on Earth? I think that might be at the end. But, um, but he still, he does not like it. But also, yeah, dude, you got magic. Make it a monster and have it drive around for you. Cut to the palace. Oh, that's the point. The point of that is they need to find the palace so they can, like, Get the remote and reprogram Louis Kaboom, but the Do remote's they, not there. Find whose palace? Bandora's palace? Club Bandora? I think so. Maybe they have a backup remote? Oh, maybe. Why, though? But, like, if it's just the same remote, but again, he's immune to it now. Yeah, he already rewired himself. If it's, like, a key clicker, you, they, they give you two. Right. For your car. For your car. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's not going to work. So we got to the palace... Uh, the Louis Palace. Uh, he's King Louis now, and he has a decree that he makes Clank read, he, which is King Louis is number one. He's he's the captain now, and then every machine has to bow to him. And then Machina and Sprocket are thrown into. And it's time to conquer Oith. Oith, O I T H. E? I don't know if you need the E. I don't, I don't think, think so. E. Oith. Uh, and they are thrown in robot jail. They are thrown in moon robot jail. It's very specific. It's a separate wing from the moon jail that all the people who have not given us ratings and reviews are <laughs> in. That's a separate people-only jail. Yeah. I don't. Okay, guys, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't know what happened here. This we had to stop and rewind several times. Yes, because at one point when Louis Kaboom is telling Clank to read his royal decree, there's a banner in the background. Yes. It, it panned. Over and I thought the banner was a character who's going to show up later. Mm-hmm. It may have her face on it. It might. There is a. Uh, I don't know how much we want to say. It might make sense later. Please remind us when this character pops up to talk about what I think it is. I think I'll remember, but if I don't, remind us the next episode. 
So he has this little gold puppy statue. It's it's got its paw up. It's got ruby eyes, and it's kind of scary. He he says something about their greed and how he's gonna send it to Earth. And I don't know. I, don't I know. missed the puppy. He just holds it up. He's like, I got this puppy. We're gonna do something with it. Here's what I think happened. I sent a Psyduck gift to Shannon and Alan. I, th- I think that might be <laughs> it, guys. I don't want to. I don't want to make you feel bad. But we have a pretty great group chat. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, it's it's called, called the Cool Kids Table for a Reason. For a reason. There's a very cool thing in there that we can't show for like a month and a half. <laughs> By month and a half, I mean like four months. <laughs> so then we cut back to the juice bar. Bulk and Skull are making fun of Jason and Adam. They're like, oh, you'll never catch us doing ballet. And Tanya comes up behind him. Is like, you know, a bunch of macho guys uh, have danced before. Patrick Swayze, Karishnikov. Barishnikov. Some, Somebody, I don't know who that is. Um, he's like the ballet guy. Like okay. he like Russian ballet is basically like born from him, I guess. I don't I'm not super familiar with it, but that's where I know him, his name from. And then some other name that sounded like a real Gene you know, Kelly. Gene Kelly. Okay. That is a real dancing man. Right. Uh I feel like not to take anything away from Gene Kelly. Or or Barishnikov. Or Barishnikov. But I feel like she named them in maybe the reverse order that she wanted to. She for sure peaked early with yeah. Patrick Swayze, the coolest dude. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, yeah, on the list of like coolest dudes of all time, Swayze's pretty high up there. He's just cool. He's just cool. He's it's like like Scott in a good Hall. way, not in a crappy 2016 way. Yeah, it's like Scott Hall and then Patrick Swayze, and I don't know where they land, but they are in the top ten, I would say. Those two are in the top two, right? Like, I mean, who? I have not ever seen anyone just inherently cooler than Scott. No, Hall. it's insane. <laughs> if you want to know what we're talking about, go watch the the Sting vs. Triple H match from WrestleMania 31. There is a moment where Scott Hall hands Sting a baseball bat, just. A very simple maneuver. Yeah. And it is so cool. He does it the coolest. It is so cool. It just hands him a baseball bat. But we all at the moment <laughs> were like, oh my God. <laughs> this was after he took a bump. Yeah. And, and if like, you know anything about Scott Hall, that was impressive. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to Power Rangers. <laughs> Before we talk about Scott Hall for the next 20 we minutes. We digress. We digress. Skull said something like, is Baryshnikov a city? And then Bulk's like, I don't know, but he says it in a Russian accent. He does. Uh, I'm trying to. I can't think of a Russian accent now. I'm not even gonna attempt it. But he does. Um, so then uh, we kind of cut over to Cat, and she's like, "We still need to make more props." I think Tanya goes over to meet her. I think that's where she, Tanya goes, and they're like, we need more props. We're not done. We have all this. this we have these lists that we still have to do. Bulk and Skull like pop out from in between costumes, and they're we like, "Point out right now, Bulk and Skull." Are in their detective clothes, but uh-huh. with leather jackets and fingerless gloves. Like worn leather jackets. Yeah. Like they're punker leather jackets. They're, it's a it's a good look. They just got off duty, so they grabbed their regular jackets. Yeah, it's 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 the perfect hybrid of it the is. two. This is kind of what I just I want to replace my image of skull with this or him in like the gray army esque suit with the red hat. Yeah, beret. I guess I don't know what it's called. Those I think like, it's a beret. I think so. So then Bulk and Skull offer to help them find the stuff. They're like, yeah, we are detectives and we're between work right now. Uh, so <laughs> we'll we'll do it. And Kat says, out of nowhere, with no prompting, well, what's the bet? Well, he uh, Bulk does say for a small price. Kat is like, well, I'm not going to pay you if I don't have to. So I think she spins it into a bet knowing that these two 
pompous goofs these, are gonna these clowns, are gonna be yes. so convinced that they're gonna win the bet that they'll take it. Okay, that makes sense because I missed the part where they said for a price. So I thought she was just like, "Yeah, you want to make a bet? <laughs> yeah, you're gonna also, help." Teenagers just say that all the time. You're right. So- <laughs> you're that is correct. So the bet is half defined. The definitions, the the terms and conditions of this bet are: if Bulk and Skull find everything on the list, they get double their fee, and if not. Whatever cat wants. Double their cat. usual fee. Usual fee. Who knows what that is? Uh, $10 and a fruit cake. <laughs> it's $25 and two fruit cakes. The $5 is a service fee. Cat and Tanya's terms are whatever we want. That's a bad bet, Vulcan Skull. Yeah, don't shake on that. Don't bet. shake on that. Maybe they, negotiate some terms. Yeah, they do. They do shake on it, but they should not have. So then we cut to. Louie giving a speech in front of his nation of machines about how he's number one. He's the captain now. Is this just the stock footage of the Sea of Cogs? It cuts between it, yeah. Okay. I think. I just am like I all popping up. I also don't remember this. I don't remember a lot of the Machine Empire stuff, and I'm pretty sure I was actually like full-on paying attention at I this point. I remember you doing that, so I don't uh, know. I very, don't remember this. Very memorable stuff, I guess. So then we um, cut back down to Earth. Bulk and Skull pull up to their sixth garage sale. They've done this... Five other times, or no, six other times. This is their seventh garage sale. My bad. Um, they just need to find gold stuff. That's most of the list is like gold things because King might decide to turn things to gold, et cetera, et cetera. So Louie, you know, giant rocket ship looking Louie sneaks up and puts the <laughs> gold dog down and disappears. That clunky dude cannot sneak. You cannot convince me that guy can sneak around. No, for sure not. Also... Don't remember him hiding the dog? I don't know what I was doing. Imagine my surprise when this dog turns that egg beater or whatever into gold when when (laughs) Skull polishes it. Yeah, that's what happens next. They're like, oh, this dog's gold. And then he's like, oh, yeah, maybe I can shine it up. And then that shoots a beam that turns something to gold. And they try it with a lamp. They're like, all right, we got to go. We got to do this. We're going to be rich. I thought they found a real magic item at a random yard sale. Are you Louis blind? Is that what happened? It might be. Oh, no, guys. Josh has gone Louis blind. (laughs) I'll get Sarah McLaughlin to start (laughs) making a commercial. I mean, I figured it out within like a minute or two. Right. So this makes things gold, right? That's the whole gimmick. They buy it and then we... They buy it and the newly gold stuff. Also, the lady who comes out of the house. (laughs) Yeah. Is a little creepy. Is she? She, I, she I didn't just notice like, her. She doesn't just like walk out. Like I don't know why she wasn't out there the whole time. Uh, but the way she comes out. 1996, you could just leave your stuff on your yard and be okay with it, I guess. That's the most PG way I can say this. The way she comes out and leans on the table is suggestive. A little Mrs. Robinson yeah. of her. Yeah. Um, I didn't notice that. I I'll, did. I'll take your word for it, though. <laughs> Maybe it's I, me. Maybe I, was, I just saw it that I way. I was too hung up on the fact that, like, wouldn't she notice that, like, I didn't have a solid gold lamp? Where are you buying that from, you know? <laughs> Unless they're like, oh, we brought these with us. Also, that's not her dog statue either. You're right. I don't know. I don't she know what happened. She probably was just like, I will take the money for these <laughs> items that are not mine. Right, yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I guess. So uh, then we cut to them in the park later. Um, they're just making things gold. They got big gold chains on, like with like a lot of baubles and stuff. Uh, they make coins gold. Yeah, I think Bulk just like reaches into his pocket, pulls out a couple quarters. Yeah. They turn that to gold. Go to a hot dog cart, drop it in the cup, which is like a tip jar. It's not how you pay for your food. No. 
the guy gives them hot dogs. Then he bites one of it to be like, yeah, this is gold. You know, like shoe shine. Yeah. But here's the thing. He tries to stop them from walking away. Maybe he tried to give him change. He's like, you gave me gold. What do you want? Like, <laughs> you gave me like solid gold. But I think the the thing that I am more worried about is like this dude just accepts the barter system like for gold. Yeah, because you can't just trade gold for, you, yeah, for goods. You can't walk like, up with like a gold bar with like gold bullion and be like, yeah, uh, that, yes, that Target, gold, I would like some products. Thank you. Like money's all made up, right? We've talked about yes. this. Uh, but if you find gold, like if I just panned a river and came up with a cauldron full of gold or whatever, yeah, I have to turn that in for money. That's not uh, that's not automatically money that I have. No, it represents money. Yeah, but you can't spend it anywhere. This isn't the Middle Ages. I can't go to Target and just plop some gold on the conveyor belt. And be like, this is for my Arnold Palmer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like my change, four hundred dollars. <laughs> Thanks. So he goes to bite the hot dog. The hot dog gets turned into gold because the statue's got a mind of its own now. And I guess it just starts firing off and turning things gold. I don't really remember, though. Yeah, it's just on the table because Bolt goes to eat his hot dog and it turns it to gold as he's putting it in his mouth. Right. Uh, he gets mad at Skull, who's like, I didn't touch the I dog. Didn't touch the dog. And then he turns something else into gold. I think a picnic table, somebody's picnic table. Something, yeah. That they're sitting on. So I don't know what the rules are. I guess it's just the because immediate it turns, thing. It turns the table and the plates and stuff into gold, but not the people who are sitting on it. If, well, if, if we were watching, if we were like going through the episode as we are going through the episode now, like we hadn't watched it until, if we were narrating the episode and not recapping it, I would think that, oh, maybe it only turns inorganic matter or non-living stuff. It can't be. It can't be inorganic because the hot dog a, is, and that was a wooden picnic. Yeah. Table. So like non-living things, right. right? But we'll see in a minute that that's not correct either. There's a lot of weird stuff with this gold thing. The rules are it's uh, Power Rangers, so like, yeah. eh, don't worry about it. <laughs> we cut to the juice bar. They burst in. They go right up to Cat and Adam, and they're like, "Guys, we need help." There's in the park a little gold dog. It turns things to gold. It's going crazy, and then they run away because subconsciously. They know who the Power they Rangers know. are. Yeah. They don't they won't let themselves realize that they know, I think. Right. Like their brain just holds that behind a wall. But when there's trouble, they always go to the Rangers. Maybe because subconsciously they know, or maybe because the Power Rangers are like their only other friends besides each other. Or they're the only they're the most responsible people. They're the most responsible. And also I don't think have ever straight up gonna like, no, we don't believe you. Yeah, they are, they do always be- in fact a lot of times they have said, No, we believe you guys. Like Because Kat and Adam go to the park to investigate. Yeah. Because so, they uh Bulk and Skull come in, they're like, Oh, park gold dog uh, and they're like, Well, we'll go check it out. Yeah, they're like, That's a monster. Or we'll go check that out. Also, Adam was there, he's the best fighter in the world. So like they know where they're going. Right, exactly. <laughs> And then Cash is also great. Yeah. Just great in general. So we cut to the park because they teleport there. Or maybe they walk there. Maybe they walk there. I don't know. They're in the park now. Uh, they're like, that's the gold dog they were talking about. It's just sitting on the picnic table. Let's go get it and give it to Zordon see what he makes of it. And Cogs attack and they morph. Adam calls it the morph. He does. So he the- gets grabbed. He call- Yeah, he calls it's morphin' time while grabbed and just like flings these two yeah, cogs. Like- he flings one off him, just like shrugs it off. Uses his now free hand to punch the other one in the gut. Yeah, he shakes the morpher on. Sucker, like, doesn't sucker punch. He punches, straight up punches him in the gut. 
and then like gets his other hand free and puts that on. Yeah. It's pretty baller. They screwed up by messing with Adam Park. You don't step in Adam Park's business. We've talked about this. He will so, he will beat you unless you're Jason, in which he will match you. He will match you, but only, <laughs> I think he I think he might have been able to beat him. I think if they would have gone for one more round, I think maybe Adam would have I think he could have beat him. I also think Jason could beat Adam. I think if they went long enough, it would always be a 50-50 right. ratio. Yeah. Because they're like they're like my two faves right now. They're, so. <laughs> they're pretty great. They're pretty great. Every time I remember Jason's a Power Ranger again, I get a little giddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just started watching Time Force, and it's real good. Uh, you know who my favorite Ranger is in Time Force? Pretty much all of them. They're all really great. And I'm not sure about Lucas yet. He's a little standoffish. He's kind of a jerk. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the other shooter drop. Oh, that it will. I'm sure. Um, From what I've heard of Time Force, it's not going to leave that stone unturned. But immediately, I love Jen because she is such a conundrum of a character in such like good ways. Like she's so contradictory to herself, but in a way that makes sense. I can't explain it any better than that. Like <laughs> she's very by the book, but very willing to break the rules. Like depending on what is needed to get right. done, she's awesome. She's the baddest dude in Revere. Uh, I love Wes because he's just happy to be there. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's he's just like, yeah, this is great. I love Katie because like the first thing she does when they get back to 2001, rip uh, – or no, not 2001, but before they travel back in time, is opens a door and just rips a guy out because they need to steal his car so they can go fight the bad guys. <laughs> Later, she's just literally – she's super strong, by the way, and she's just picking up giant hunks of metal of her crashed uh, ship – and then at the end of the episode, she like hugs West and welcomed him to the team. Like she's so she's like, I'm super strong, but I also am friendly. And also knows her own strength. Yes. Like knows how to hug a person without crushing yeah. them to death. And then Trip can read minds and he's just this precious little cinnamon roll. And I love him so much. Do they all have superpowers like that? Some of them do. I don't think all of them do. Because okay. Trip's from another planet. And I think Katie is from another planet. And then I think Lucas and Jen are humans. Okay. So they don't have extra powers. Uh, Lucas is kind of a grump. <laughs> but I, li <laughs> I like him, but he's just kind of a grump. Uh, this has been my report on Time Force. One quick question yes. before we jump out of Time Force. Jen is the leader. Yes. Is that true of the Sentai, or is that only in Power Rangers? The, I haven't seen enough Sentai footage to be able to tell. As far as I can tell, I've only watched three episodes. As far as I can tell, yes, because there's a they have this thing called the Time Jet. It's a, it's a goofiest-looking thing, and I love it. Um, but they all get on, but in the Sentai footage, they're morphed. And she grabs the Red Ranger and jumps up onto the time jet in a way of being like, you have to run this because you're the Red Ranger. Okay. And so when she lands, she, like, he's like, oh, whoa, you don't have my balance. And she's like, hey, you got to figure it out quick. We're, on, we're going super fast. <laughs> um, so I think it's reflected in it. Okay. I think it's sort of a similar dynamic in that, like, she is the leader, but she understands that the Red should be in the front of the team. Right. You know? Okay. Even though he doesn't necessarily lead. He just has to do kind of the important stuff because that's what the red power is geared towards. Right. You know? But Man, it's Power Rangers is the coolest. It's so good. It's so <laughs> good. When when they take a second to think about what they're doing, it's so good. Yeah. I love it. Back to this Ranger, Ranger who came in from the gold. Clank makes the dog huge. Like he makes it giant. This is still just a statue. Like yeah, and that's Sentai footage too. It's like it's a giant dog statue. And we'll see how weird that is in a couple minutes. But so then uh, Adam's like, Zordon, we need help. And then we cut to the other Power Rangers who are bringing in props, I guess, all four of the others. And then Zordon calls them. So, like, they just, like, middleman Zordon to be like, hey, um, the Rangers need help. 
teleport down there. They all morph. Cat and Adam are like up against an upturned picnic table, and a cog is like jumping at them. And they like it looks like they got knocked down. And so they're like, oh, let me try to defend. And this cog comes in with like a like a hammer fist, and Tommy teleports in between them and grabs the arm of the cog. <laughs> it's pretty cool. It is. I thought that was pretty good. Um, he's like, you guys, all right? And they're like, yeah. We just got like a little overwhelmed because there's 900 of them. Oh. It's Real quick on Time Force. I don't know what their putties are called, so I call them Time Putties. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the the giant dog starts blasting people, like blasting things. The rangers get hit with like blasts that aren't gold blasts. Yeah. But then Jason gets some splash over or something. He gets straight up hit with a beam, like right in okay. the chest. Yeah. And he gets turned. He's, the, he's morphed into the gold ranger. Yeah. He gets hit with this beam, and when the dust settles, Jason, the regular human man, has been turned to a gold statue. Posing. Posing. Like posing, ready to fight. Austin St. John is painted gold and posing very still. It's crazy. It's very crazy. It's very crazy. Because this is not a prop. This is a man. This is a human person that has to <laughs> pretend to be a prop. And he does some good being a statue work in he a little nails bit. It. He does. Uh, so they. They leave, and Louis Kaboom goes, they teleported out of here. We won. We're going to take over the Oith now. And, like, he's never seen Power Rangers before, I guess, so he doesn't know that, like, when they regroup, they just come back to yeah, beat you up. like, you won a battle, but you're still fighting the war. Yeah. <laughs> but then he says, like, now that they're gone, we can turn everything into gold. Tommy is behind a tree. I guess he teleports back in behind a tree. And he goes, teleports back in. Right after Louis Kaboom says that. Yeah, because he's like, it's t- basically, it's like Louis's like, Here's my plan. Tommy teleports in. Oh, what's his plan? What is his plan? His plan is kind of insane from his, what I understand. His plan is, I'm going to turn the city to gold. That didn't work. No. You know what I was going for. But, like, why? I don't know. Here, Okay, here's what I think, because we'll find out in a minute, that they feed the dog gold, and that powers it up. Right. So the dog is infinitely propagating, essentially, because it can turn things to gold, and then when it eats gold, it gains more power. It's right? just a statue, though. We have not seen this dog eat. They just put it in the open mouth, I guess. I don't know. Ah. So I guess his plan is to make everything gold, feed it a bunch of gold, and then the world will be gold, and he'll have taken over the world, technically, even though all the people will be dead in gold or whatever. Well, that's the end game, right? Is just yeah. kill everybody on this planet, I, I feel stick like, a flag in it, now it's mine, and I move on? I feel like their plan should be to subjugate the humans to use them as cheap well, labor. I think, I think the machine empire's plan is just get this planet so we can fill it with machines. I think you're right because they did want to turn the ocean into like gas or Oil. whatever. Yeah, like, <laughs> machine lubricant. <laughs> yeah, something. Uh, so then we cut to the command center. Billy says the thing about the dog gets stronger when he eats gold. Zordon, and this we had to rewind this to figure out what was going on. I still don't know. Zordon <laughs> says like, "Oh, this is going to be a bad fight." Adam, you have to ready the Zeo Zords. They all teleport back to action. Zordon says, Adam, you need to ready the Zeozords. Yes. I've come to terms with what that means. That makes sense. Right. But Rocky then immediately jumps on Adam and calls the back to action. Right. Well, I, Adam That got is a- the part I don't understand is why Rocky got that back to action. Adam got a morph call. So there's that. 
Tommy calls at some point. He's like, yeah, they're doing a thing. I don't know what they're doing. Um, and Billy's like, if I can molecularize the particles of blah, 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 Jason won't be gold. Yeah, they, they scanned Jason. All of his molecules are now gold. Solid gold. He's this, dead. He's dead. He's not a human. He's yes. not dead. Jason doesn't exist anymore. This gold statue of him yeah. does. But Billy thinks he can fix it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, I can turn the statue back into a man. Oh, okay. Uh, does that mean he can just turn any gold statue into a human with feelings and like? Only if it was a human before, and he got the signature scanned into the data banks of the command center. Okay, does that make sense? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I I I guess that makes sense. So yeah, they 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 teleport back to the park, and I think what this this would Rocky teleporting back would have made sense if Adam didn't go. Right. Rocky said back to action, and Adam didn't go with him. It would make sense, but Adam does go with him, and then Adam says, "I'm gonna go to the holding bay to get the Zords ready." And they go, "Okay, we need Super Zeo Zord power." Adam does too. Adam throws up his hand as well. Okay. <laughs> yep. Then four of the Shape Zords come out, what? <laughs> and they all teleport into him, and Adam goes to the holding bay off screen. I don't know why Adam did that. I don't know. I think it's because the Green Zord's not in the footage. They didn't know what to do about that. But at, he says, I'm going to go to the holding bay and get the Zeozords ready. Why didn't he just teleport there from the command center? But why didn't he then run away? Why did he stay to pose with the team and maybe, then run away? <laughs> I don't know. I would say maybe they need it, but like Rocky's called, it by, called his by himself yep. before, so who knows? Uh, they tried fighting the dog, and they can't. They can't beat the dog. It's got a little shield. Well, no, he's just a statue. He's, but he also has these, like, blue shields that pop up whenever they try to hit him, and it, like, zaps him backwards. Then it shoots a gold beam at him. Little parts of Rocky get turned gold. Can we talk about this? Yes. Okay. So the the power of this gold b- beam yes. is to turn whatever it touches one-to-one into gold. Correct. The Zords are already machines, so all this technically does is turn the metal into is gold. Turn the metal into gold, and like maybe it stiffens up some of the cables. Here's what I'm thinking: but they treat it like a freeze ray. Well, because gold is very malleable, so like it can't be that, you know. Right. Here's what I'm thinking: gold doesn't conduct electricity well, and so the signals. That would explain why, when just their chest changes, they can't move their arms. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think, but you know who did not think that? Probably Power Rangers. No, they thought those feet are now solid gold, so every moving part is solid now. Yeah. But I don't think that's how it would work. I don't think so either. Uh, Kat says, I got golderized like it's a word. She says it like it's a thing. It is now, because now they say it a hundred times. Yep. And, And the dog says it in a minute. Yep. So the dog is either heard them and was like, yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Or they just know that that's the branding that the Machine Empire has assigned this item. Anyway, so Cat gets golderized. Tanya gets golderized. Tommy's like, oh, man, we need Jason. Hopefully Billy can figure it. We need Jason and Pyramidus. Tommy gets golderized. Cut back to Billy. Billy has Jason sideways in that little scanny chamber yep. that he has. That By chamber, I mean like... He pulls out a drawer of a computer, and you can scan people with it. I say that because it's going to come up in the comic, <laughs> and we need, we'll need we talk about it in the comic. Austin St. John is in the same pose laying on his side. I feel like what happened is a bunch of grips or whatever. I don't know all of the set 
people turves. Um, what do you what do you want these people to be doing? They literally pick up Austin St. John and move him because he won't move out of the pose. That's a grip, and that might be what happened. Okay, probably not. He probably <laughs> just remembered and laid down that way. But like his feet are are like floating in the same way, like. He looks like a statue. Yeah. He looks like a statue that laid down. Yeah, like, if you look real close, you can see the foot that he's holding up. Yeah. Like, move, but only a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot of good core strength. He does. Speaking of core strength, mine is <laughs> sore today. <laughs> Guys, I used an ab wheel for, like, five minutes, and I woke up as if I just ran a marathon using my abs. <laughs> it's awful. We don't exercise a lot. Not, I walk a lot. So <laughs> my legs are, like, very strong tree trunks. I lift a lot of things. My arms are also pretty strong. My abs, apparently, not a lot of not, ab action. We're not getting any play, <laughs> so now they're sore. But anyway, Billy's like, "I'm gonna try a thing." The thing works. Jason is turned from a Austin St. John looking statue into the Gold Ranger because that's what happened. Here's what I'm thinking: They had Austin St. John painted. And they didn't want to, like, have him wash off and everything, so yeah. they just had him morph out so they could have a guy in a suit do it for him, for convenience sake. That's why this happens, because otherwise I don't understand it. The gold power overrides the power power. Uh, and unmorphs you into but, a statue. But wouldn't that be the power? Oh, you're right. The gold power being the gold or from the statue. they only have the one costume, so they couldn't paint it in gold. Probably. That's probably <laughs> more accurate. Uh, so he morphs back, and then he, he hops into Pyramidus, does that Pyramidus god lightning that uh, that he did in the first couple episodes. Yeah, that Final Fantasy lightning summon. Yeah, like. where it just like <laughs> creates an earthquake with lightning, and it hits the dog who turns into a robot. It animates him. Now he's yes. a machine monster. So they're like, oh, well, we, we goofed up. Oh, no. Tommy, who is stuck because his thing is, you know, gold or whatever, calls Red Puncher. So guess what, guys? Red Puncher is not dead. They did no. not scrap him. Also, quick note, Sky told us what the Wheelzord is called. His name is Tackle Boy, which is the best. <laughs> Tackle Boy is the greatest name because it's... It's just a Griffin McElroy goof. Yeah, man. But it's his real name. <laughs> well, okay, let's be honest. It's in all of the McElroy's goof. You're right. They all call everyone boy. I'm most familiar with Griffin's work. Yes, Griffin is my favorite, but... I like them all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they just call everything boy. And I do that now because I, I got pretty deep into the McElroy milieu. And uh, it's just, you know, it permeates your vocabulary. But guess who else calls it? Japan. They called him Tackle Boy. They called him Tackle Boy. And That's why he's got a football helmet. Yes. Uh, sure. He's a wheel, but he's a football he's Tackle a football Boy. Tackle Boy. <laughs> I love it. Tackle Boy does not show up in this episode, by the way. Uh, so Red Puncher starts lighting him up, Red Puncher style, and I forgot how awesome Red Puncher was. He's the best. He's so awesome when he's just, like, going hard at it. But then he gets, like, batted away, and he can't really recover. And then this robot shoots a bunch of chains out and grabs everybody. But then, I, I, I almost said John Cena, but he's definitely not John Cena. He's like Daniel Bryan. <laughs> the Daniel Bryan of Zio, a.k.a. Adam Park. Well, he was Called by the John Cena of Zio. Yes. So Daniel Bryan shows up to do the real work. <laughs> In the old Zio Zord, Adam himself is piloting it. And it's awesome. And yeah. he, he shows up. He cuts all the chains. Everyone's free. They create the uh, 
Zeo Ultrazord. The Zeo Ultrazord. And, oh, at some point, Tommy says, looks like it's time for some help from our friend, Adam. <laughs> I think it's when he calls him in. But why would you say his name when you're more? I think he says... It's time for some help from our friend, and then him saying Adam is calling Adam to the battlefield. Okay, I heard it the other way, but that, I did too. But now that I'm thinking, that about makes it, a lot more sense. Red Puncher also got goldarized, like his hydraulic wrists got turned to gold, so he couldn't punch anymore. Yeah, a little bit. I don't, I don't know if that it was just like his cuffs, his wrist but I cuffs. I feel like they were always gold, but I don't think they were this but, kind of. Yeah, gold. these ones were solid gold. Goldarized. They were solid gold. Greg Simons, good hugger, great hugger. That great. guy. <laughs> It looked like a good hug. <laughs> so they do the Ultra Zeo Zord, Zeo Ultra Zord. They, uh, you know, giant Pyramidus l- like looms over the tiny little dog robot man and just just kills him. And it's I love it. Yep. Pyramidus is the best. Pyramidus is the most powerful. Yeah. Why doesn't every Power Ranger team just use Pyramidus? I would love it if Turbo just drove their cars into Pyramidus <laughs> and just used that. And then, like, in space, they just fly their space shuttle zords into Pyramidus. Pyramidus, yeah. Because it's bigger than everything. It's awesome. It's so good. Louis is like, oh, I'm out of here. He was watching somewhere. From, like, the ground? He's like, yeah, all right, well, they they really killed that thing real good, so I'm going to go. I don't want to get caught up in this. Then we cut to the moon. Zed finally finishes fixing his flat tire. So they start driving again. Goes like, hey, I found a map. Look at this. And starts waving it around. And they hit more space junk, and they get another flat tire, like, immediately. And This one definitely had a hubcap in it. For sure. <laughs> and then uh, and Rita's like, oh, we'll never find the palace at this rate. Then we cut down to the juice bar, where it's ballet time. Guys, serious business. Rita has the power to throw her staff from the moon to Earth. Mm-hmm. And also, she can teleport, but she can't just go to the palace? I wish I had an answer for you, Josh. <laughs> They have magic. Unless. Unless this is like a Winter Warlock situation. You're going to have to give me a thing that that's Well, his was that he he was given a toy, so his icy heart melted and he went from So we're we're talking about you without Santa Claus. Uh, Yeah, and he he lost his magic. I'm only referencing the lost his magic part. Right. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's like the farther away from the palace they are, the less magic they have. It's tied to the location. Maybe. I don't know. Doesn't really make a lot of sense. Squat and Babu had all the magic. That's why they kept them around. Oh, that makes sense because they're gone. They're, now that they're gone, they can't do anything except drive an RV around. And they the had moon. to launch a robot. That makes sense. <laughs> Sometimes they can teleport to Earth, but that's about as far <laughs> as it goes. <laughs> the palace, I think, is closer. Uh, if I had to guess, I would say, yeah, <laughs> probably. At the ballet, Jason is, I don't want to say sitting in a chair. He's leaning in a chair. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain. He's like planking. He's, yeah, he's. <laughs> His shoulders are at the top of the chair, and his butt is at the edge of the seat, and he's just like a hypotenuse to the chair. And he's like, man, can you imagine everything you touch turn into gold? And they're like, that would be bad. And then Ernie comes in, because they had no idea where this conversation was going. So they're like, (laughs) Ernie shows up. He's like, hey, everything turned out real great. He's in like his nice salmon-colored shirt. He's dressed up. He looks very nice. (laughs) Uh, And he's like, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Hey, uh, Adam, Jason, weren't you in the play? Or in the ballet? And they're like, we yeah, were. I, think, I think Jason asked, oh, that, that doesn't make any sense. I think Jason says something along the lines of, oh, it's a good thing that Bulk and Skull weren't able to get all the props. No, that's Adam. Adam says. Um, Somebody asks that, and I don't know who. No, it, what happens is Ernie says, weren't you guys in the play? But I feel like somebody asks, like. 
I remember Vulcan Skull found all the props because then Tanya says, "No, they didn't." No, Ad- Adam says like it's a good thing they didn't find all of they didn't finish their list and a bet's a bet. Right. Adam says that. I don't know anything else that happens. Yeah. Maybe someone did, but I don't think that would make much sense. It wouldn't. That's why I'm so confused because that's how I remember it. <laughs> Ernie loves everything about this play. By the way, I just love how happy I like seeing Ernie. Ernie's like, good. It's a good guy. So Cat comes in. The play starts. The ballet starts. Cat comes in doing her ballet. What was Cat wearing? Part three, like a like a toga. <laughs> Like a Greek toga type thing. But like a ballet. But like a ballet version. Yeah. Um, the other girls, the little girls are dancing around her. They're doing a ballet. You know, it's pretty standard fare. I'm going to be very honest with you guys. I don't get ballet. <laughs> I don't understand it. It's like interpretive dance, which like I understand the concept of. But watching it, I just I don't understand how this dance like, routine is telling the story of King Midas. I mean, think of it this way. You and I can watch a wrestling match. Right. And see a story inside the moves and the actions. That's very true. Whereas a lot of people can't. You know, if you're not into wrestling, you can't watch, you know. I mean, you know what? I think you could probably watch Bailey Sasha and take over Brooklyn and figure out what's going on because it's a real good match. <sighs> but you can't watch just like any regular match and like get the finer details yeah. of the story. I think it's probably the same. I think we just don't have the, the experience or the muscles to figure out. Uh, what's going on? It's a lot of weird small talk happening with the Rangers in the audience. At yeah, one point, Tanya's like, look at that girl. And Jason's like, yeah, she's great. At one point, Tanya like leans over to Adam and she's like, oh, this actually came out good. you know, Or something <laughs> like that. Like She's surprised. And then Bulk and Skull come out. They do. They are dressed in togas. They lost a bet. I guess the rule... The, Bulk the, has a crown, so I'm assuming he's King Midas. I think so. And I think Cat is Queen Midas. Or Okay. Because she also has like a, a gold leaf crown. So I don't know. I, I She's the narrator? <laughs> I don't, guys, I don't know. Guys, who knows? So, I mean, as you can expect, they're really goofy. And they drop each other. And, and Bulk, or Skull tries to pick Bulk up and throws his back out. I don't know. Cat put this thing together. Yeah. Why did she book it this way? <laughs> I don't think she did. I think okay. this, I don't think this move was in the choreography. And Skull I will was accept just, your terms. Skull was ad libbing and didn't realize that Bulk is a heavy man. But yeah, they're stumbling all around a thing. We cut back and forth from like them stumbling and messing everything up to Cat looking kind of like oh gosh to everyone in the audience so the laughing. And, and we go yeah. back and forth around that, and then we get back to Cat who gives in and just like. She doesn't face palm, but she she hangs her head. She just a hangs bit. her head and laughs in a I don't know what I expected right. kind of look, and that's the end of the episode. Yep. So, Josh, what's the best red puncher? I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> I love I I I, I like this episode. This was a real goofy episode. It, it was full of lots of good laughs. Uh, I some, just love it with red puncher. There was some weird things. I like the foreshadowing of maybe a character. We'll talk about that again later as, as it comes up. I really like all the Zords being back, and I like that this big Zord fight had to happen. You know, it felt, yeah, it felt important, uh, even though it's just an episode about ballet, you know? What's the worst? Rocky sniping Adams back to action. <laughs> I'm going to say the the booking of that scene, less so Rocky himself, but right. more just like how they... If they just wouldn't have had Adam go down to the park, it would have been fine. Watching that whole thing was so confusing that we had to go back and watch it twice. Then you had to pause it, write it down, and decipher it. I had to write it down beat by beat so I could figure out what happened. And then I was like, (laughs) oh, I see. Adam just was there. Because he said, Adam, ready the Zeozords. And I just assumed that they were gone. 
and thought right. he meant Super Zeozords, and I was like, why does Adam have to go do that? So I think this is confirmation that the Zords the ability recycled were the old Zords. They got torn apart. I believe that is proven. All right. Um, so I will agree with you that that whole segment is the worst. And who's the MVP? My boy, Dancing Adam. <laughs> I'm going to give it to Austin St. John, the man, for staying perfectly still, including laying on his side in the Even same position. Even through, like, location change. Yeah, because he was in the park, and they teleported to the power chamber. And it was only very slightly different. Yeah. Any other final thoughts? Yeah, I just want to mention how cute it is when Zords are worried about their Zord friends in battle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they don't talk, but they... They move like they're talking. They emote. Yeah. Yeah. Because at one point, right before Pink's like, I've been golderized. Like, because his shoes get turned into gold. Like, Rocky gets hit, and all the Zords are like, oh, no. Oh, no. And then, like, when Tommy's Zord comes in and sees them all stuck, he's like, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's real good. I, I got to watch O-Ranger. I'm very excited to watch <laughs> O-Ranger. I'm probably, that's probably going to be the first one that I, like, for real watch. Um, unless I, you know, figure out the time to watch some Shoe Ranger. Um, some more G Ranger. I seen like the first five episodes three years ago, almost two and a half at this point. I don't have anything else. I don't either. More from grid.tumblr.com is our website. You can email us at little. Oh, so it's heyjakeandjosh.com. That's where the archive of the first two seasons of our full two are. seasons. Full I finished two seasons. season two. You can email us at littleidiots.morphingrid at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at morphingrid. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash the morphingrid. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Play, Podcast Plus, Go. Don't worry about that. Uh, leave us a rating review if you are so inclined. We would be very appreciative. We would very much like that. If you have some extra cash kicking around every month and you feel like helping us out, you can go to patreon.com slash Josh and do just that. And you get some cool stuff in return, including the pink zine and the red zine, both up there for $5 yep. or more, $5 backers or more. And uh, we're getting ready to get our physical rewards out finally. It's, yeah. been, it's been a while. Also, if you contributed to pink... You should have gotten it in your email by now. Okay. I was going to ask about that, but I figured you had it under lock. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of zines, yellow. Send some yellow stuff. Due date for yellow stuff is July 1st. I did not change the due date for blue, so that one's a little closer to that. It's August 15th. So you guys got time so to get a jump on it. Like, have some blue thoughts. Get some blue stuff yeah, let's going. Yes, get your blue thoughts going. But uh, don't skip yellow. Yes. I'm very worried people are going to skip yellow. Please send good yellow send stuff Send good to stuff us. for yellow. If we get five things in, we will embarrass ourselves for you. Five arts. Five arts. Full page arts. Eight and a half by 11. 300 pixels per 300 inch. 300 resolutions. Okay. Uh, units of resolution. Articles. Fan art. Uh, lists. Lists are very good, especially if you can keep them smaller. Um, but I love lists. They work real well for the format. Anything else? Any other fanfic? If you got fanfic, send it in. Send, send it in, in, bro. I'll publish it. Yeah. As long as it's mostly related to yellow. And then you can write we'll on your it. resume that you are a published author. Sort of. Very technically published, yes, but <laughs> published. Um, and you'll get a copy if you contribute. Also, who's your favorite pink ranger? 200 words or less. Yellow Ranger this time, though. I meant to say Yellow we Ranger. did pink. Guys, I'm just... It's been a long day. Okay? I don't care if all of your favorite Yellow Rangers are Trini. Send them in. Yes. <laughs> I know some people's won't be. I've got confirmation on at least one that is not Trini. Good. But I don't care if they all are. Just tell us why. Yeah. Everyone's got a different reason, you know? Yeah. So send them on in. Please and thank you. All right. We're going to get out of here. Doing this long enough today. Uh, thank, yeah, we did. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time with the jokes on blue. But until then, may the power protect you.
But until then, Smell may the power later. protect again. you. What? Again. I started no. thinking about the comic book and I just defaulted the Pokemon. <laughs> we were doing this for a year and a half before Pokemon. We did Pokemon last.